This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's Metro. I'm your host, Jason I. Pico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 210, Duck Season. Uh, wabbit Season. Duck Season. Wabbit Season. Duck Season. Wabbit Season. Duck Season. Elmer Season. <laughs> uh... I, I guess it means it's preseason, right? Cause yeah. Since you guys didn't introduce this with soccer stuff. Off-season. Off-season, preseason, any season. I don't know. Anyway, so <clears throat> recording on a Monday afternoon, which is really weird for us, but that's because, you know, we haven't talked in, like, what, a month and a half at this point? Maybe so, two months? I don't remember. Something like that. It's It's been a long time. That's all I remember. We're still mourning the loss. <laughs> yeah. Not over it yet. Uh, well... Thankfully, there's at least a little bit of stuff to talk about. Um, so we're recording a few days after the MLS uh, Super Draft, the 2017 edition that was held out in the West Coast. I forget where. Los Angeles. It's a big city. LA. It's a great city. Um, so Red Bulls, two picks in the first round. Uh, number 17 overall, uh, Zeko Lewis, midfielder from Boston College. And then the second round, number 39 overall, Ethan uh, Cutler, forward out of Colgate. Um Colgate wasn't at the draft, which not a real big surprise with MLS that a second round player wasn't there. But the big news is uh, Zeko Lewis was there, and he had some things to say, some some fun things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't listen to everything. So, when you guys want to, uh, I mean, just in summary, he, he's he's like, oh man, everyone's going to regret not drafting me in the top ten. So he's got a chip yeah. on his shoulder, which ain't nothing wrong with that. No, you know, and he, he, uh... he did say New York is red. So there is that. He said that too. That's right. Yeah. So we got a, you know the fan base got a collective boner after that. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, after the the whole Jesse saga, I guess that kind of works out. Which we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, I think the second two rounds are. I don't know when the rest of the draft is, honestly, because I know the third, second, the third and fourth rounds are. Um, conference call. call. Conference yeah, call. I just, I yeah. Just remember when the conference call is, which. Do we even have any picks? Uh, we, right, we, we do have a third round did. pick. We did. Yes. We, did. We, ha- we have a third round. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know who's going to get drafted? Somebody who's never going to play for the first team. That's right. Ever. You mean Leo Stoltz? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, just because somebody make reference of it and something. That's why. But uh, surprisingly, we have a third round pick. We have a f- we had a fourth rounder. Um. I think we actually had two fourth rounders at one point, and we actually traded one away, or both of them away. None of it matters at all. Yeah. It does not matter. No, it really doesn't. Um, maybe it was a third. Oh no, it was a third round pick. That's what it was. Because we got some. We got a. We gave a pick. I think it was to Orlando or something like that because of the Colin trade. But we got it from somebody else. It was. It was some really weird. Oh, here it was. I found a Wikipedia. Colorado Rapids from DC United, from New York Red Bulls, from Orlando, or sorry, 
Colorado to DC to New York to Orlando. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna read this on Wikipedia because this is just the funniest thing ever. Orlando City acquired this pick originally a conditional fourth round selection in the draft from New York Red Bulls in exchange for defender Aurelian Collin. On February 15th, 2016, New York had acquired this pick originally a conditional selection in the Super Draft from DC United in exchange for midfield rights to midfielder Luciano Acosta. On February 9th, 2016, DC had acquired a third round selection in the 2017 draft from Colorado in exchange for Connor Doyle. The pick was Colorado's natural selection. Yeah. yeah. Can you follow that? <laughs> nope. All right. Um, <clears throat> anyway, rest of the draft. Uh, I, so forward and a midfielder, what, what are you guys' thoughts on what they went after in the first two rounds? Uh, Truman, can start to you. What, what, think it's a good idea? think it's a bad idea? Do any of these guys even actually get to play because of the stockpile of players we already have? I, I mean, maybe Lewis plays. <laughs> I, I don't know when. Uh, but listen, every draft is the same thing. Unless you're picking... What would you think? Top five? It, every team do, goes after the best player on the board. That's it. This is We talk about this every single year. It's what teams do. You just look at the best guy, you take the best guy. They're going to go play for Red Bull, too. Yep. If, if they play it all. That, that's as simple as it is. And if they make a great impression, you know, impression, then maybe they come up to the big team. But, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the super draft. It's fun to go to. That's about it. And since it was in L.A., I barely paid attention. I just watched who we picked and then didn't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be a shock if either of these guys really saw much time on the field, at least with the first team this year. Um, you know, if Zeke Lewis's, uh, you know, game is as good as his uh, talk, then, yeah, I mean, he probably will make a few substitute appearances, uh, maybe push Royer and Grell on the wings since apparently he can play a, bit, a little bit of wing. But, I mean, he's got to be behind not only the starting three midfielders in Dax, Felipe, and uh, Kleshman, but he's probably behind Sean Davis as well. So, I mean, I don't exactly see him cracking that, um, you know, that bunch. So, I definitely think you're going to see him uh, with Red Bull 2. Uh, I'm definitely one of those people who kind of thinks the MLS draft is becoming more and more irrelevant each year with the establishment of academies and whatnot. So, um you know, and I can't even criticize the team for why didn't you draft a defender since they don't have any defenders right now. Um, because I don't know enough about college soccer to even think there would be somebody ready to start an MLS uh, available at the 17th pick. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, hopefully these guys can make a contribution of some sort somewhere down the line, but uh, I wouldn't hold my breath to see them having starring roles. This season, if they are, that might mean there's uh, some, some significant problems with the Red Bulls. Yeah, and again, th- this this draft has nothing to do with filling needs. Again, unless yeah. you're in that top five, it it just isn't. You're filling needs by the academy or signings. That, that's it. This is just having. A, I feel like it's just really just a kickoff to the season, and that's it. That's about all it is. Hey, MLS, here we are. We're going to be back in you know a couple months. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question is, do the guys even make it to an MLS roster for opening day? I mean, like, not on an MLS contract. Or is it like they're going to be in, in camp and then get cut and come back as a technically a USL contract? Yeah, they're, they're playing for the USL. They're not playing well, for the- I mean, yeah, they're playing for USL. My point is, are they going to be playing as a USL contract or as an MLS contract? <laughs> because I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I forget who it was, but there was a guy last year who we drafted, cut, and then resigned to USL, USL contract. So yeah. maybe it was uh, the defender. I can't remember his name. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, Zika Lewis is an international in the Grammys for Bermuda, so I kind of think he has a bit of an inside track to get an MLS contract, but be loaned to USL too. The other guy, uh, you know, I definitely would see him probably ending up uh, as a USL contract. Division yeah. two USL. Yeah, no, that's right. We can talk about that in a few minutes too. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't see much happening, especially with our kind of stacked. Unless, unless it was like a catastrophic set of injuries, I don't see them getting much playing time, at least this year. Maybe even not next year, but I don't know. Again, USL always needs players, so um, so let's move on to preseason stuff, and then we'll cycle back to some other topics. Um, so as of now, there is no official announcement from the Red Bulls on their preseason training plans, but Apparently they are going to uh, Tucson. Yeah. At least that's according to FC Tucson. Um, so every year FC Tucson has the Diamond Dallas or the Diamond or the Diamond Dallas Diamond. Page Cup. Is yeah, that what it is? The DDP. <laughs> the DDP. <laughs> I forget what the stupid tournament's called. Um, but they have their little MLS preseason tournament every year. Um, the Desert Friendlies and the Desert Diamond Cup. That's what I was trying to call it. Um, so as of now, the Red Bulls are scheduled, according to SC Tucson, to play in in Arizona January 27th against Portland, February 18th against Sporting Kansas City, and then February 25th against a TBD opponent because of the whole thing being a tournament. Uh, same winged in there is a CCL match on February 22nd. Which is great. Oh, yeah. Um, it's wonderful. And again, the Red Bulls haven't announced anything on their own, so we don't know if any of this is actually true. I assume... I'm going to go into the assumption that it is, because I can't imagine Tucson putting that out there if they didn't have a firm commitment. So, what do you guys think of that so far known training schedule for preseason? Like, does that even make any sense to play in that tournament with TCL, or... What do you guys think? I would say no. Um, you know, if if this schedule is accurate, I would not be shocked if that 18th and 25th game is pretty much occupied by Red Bull 2 guys for the most part. Um, you know, with the, it just doesn't make sense to play. You want to be on your top game for your home uh, CCL match, um, you know, against Vancouver. So I don't see the logic in you know, flying your first team all the way out to Arizona to fly them all the way back to Harrison for a game and then fly them yet back again to Arizona. If they do that, that's just extraordinarily poor planning on the team. Um, you know, uh, so I don't really see it happening. I mean, if anything, I, I would, you know, if I have a complaint about the preseason schedule as a whole, uh, there's no Mexican teams on it, you know, and I, I kind of, I'm a big believer that if you want to have CCL success, you gotta, you gotta get a game, even if it's against say, you know, whatever the second division Mexico is, even if it's against one of them in Mexico, I kinda feel that a lot of teams that have been successful in CCL in the past have scheduled a friendly of some sort in Mexico, uh, in preseason to kinda get acclimated and get an understanding of what it's like to play down there. I mean, I understand your Rebels have Vancouver first, but, you know, should they advance, they certainly will most likely face the Mexican side. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I would, I don't know when. Do you have any idea when they announced this? FC Tucson announced this. Uh, 
it was at least a week or two ago. Um, okay. Because I, because I remember I, I, somebody on Once Metro put a post together. I remember reading it last week. Um, let me see if I can find it because the date will be. All right. Um. Well, it's at least. Oh, that's because there's a lot of stuff on there. Um. Yeah, I remember being sometime last week that I read the post. I don't know, you know, how good it is, but let's see. Um, preseason. Let's fucking search for it. Let's see. Uh, January 3rd is when I saw it. So, I mean, it's been two weeks now, but according to the New York Red Bull site, there's no official games. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. So. We're talking about FC Tucson now since at least two weeks ago. So. If not more. Who knows? I mean, maybe it's something they're trying to work their way out of. Um, you know, because again, shipping out the first team when a game that counts is right in the middle of it across country, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'd, I'd honestly rather have the team back in Florida. Um, it's a shorter flight. Hmm. Because, I mean, I, the, the players are going to have to get some kind of preseason game in. You can't just show up, train, and then play a very important <laughs> game here, you know? So I'd rather have them down in Florida. I don't know. Play a, a few scrimmages, maybe get one preseason, preseason game in somehow, and then uh, get their butts up to Red Bull Arena for this game. You, I, it, it's shitty. It's shitty playing all the way in freaking... Tucson for crying out loud it makes no sense and I mean they knew they were playing Vancouver mm-hmm. this wasn't like a surprise they knew this was happening so they had months to plan for this um, but I don't know it just sucks I mean a game in February is going to suck no matter what it's going to suck for both teams honestly and maybe it'll just suck a little bit more for Vancouver because they have to come here But so ad- additionally by the way because I was looking at the post for once Metro there was also games announced by RSL and the New England Revolution, uh, RSL will play the Red Bulls on the 31st in Tucson, and the Revs will play February 3rd in Casa Grande, Arizona. So, you have other teams announcing the Red Bulls preseason schedule. That's why I'm, I don't know what's going on. Because, I don't know. And at least in terms of official preseason games on the schedule, Vancouver is playing in a tournament in Portland. February 9th, 12th, and the 15th against Minnesota, Salt Lake, and the Timbers. So they're actually traveling to Wales in the, in the January. Yeah. But they're not, they're not traveling. They're, well, you said they are traveling to Wales? January 23rd, they travel to Wales. February 3rd, back to Vancouver. February 7th, travel to Portland. February 9th, play Minnesota United at Providence Park. February 12th, play RSL at Providence Park in Portland. February 15th, Play the Portland Timbers in Portland, February sixteenth to Vancouver, twentieth to Red uh, to New York, and then twenty second is the game. That was what was put together from once Metro. I don't know how how close it is to. I mean, it was a pretty well sourced article, but again, things change. I don't know if that's still the actual. That's Vancouver's plan. I mean, I, I think something. I mean, it is tough to schedule something close by because it's just so cold, obviously, in February. Um, but you know. Portland to Vancouver is not particularly far, and then having a week off before the, you know, qualifier itself is just kind of the way to go, in my opinion. But um, Vancouver also has a dome, so it's not like they can't play yeah. inside their stadium if they don't want to. Yep. So I mean, Although, you know, it, yeah, no. 
you know, for weather nerds, I mean, even though we kind of think of February as freezing cold, it technically is starting to warm up in the area in February. So, I don't know, maybe a week or two before Red Bulls can trot St. John's out just to get the legs fresh or something. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what Rutgers is up to. They got yeah. nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> Rutgers football team. Right. <laughs> but definitely nothing going on. All right. So, uh, some of the other thing, two other things, uh, we kind of touched on them. Let's kind of come back to it. First is Jesse Marsh, um, before the draft, he was not in LA. It was rumored that he was going to be leaving the Red Bulls for Aubrey Salzburg. And, uh, that did not come to pass. Jesse Marsh said emphatically he is with the New York Red Bulls, but, Real quick, since you know we kind of talked about it internally, before, you know, while the rumors were floating around last week. Not the you know if that happens, but right, I guess if it did happen that way, what would you guys have thought about it? Would that have been a good thing for Marsh? I mean, obviously, it's not great for the Red Bulls hitting the preseason and now having your coach leave. But what would it have meant to everybody involved if that were to actually have happened? I mean, it would have been a step up for Jesse, but it, it would have been terrible for everybody else because mm-hmm. again you'd be hitting the reset button on a head coach yep. uh you know he could have used that as a platform to get even better jobs yep. <laughs> i mean thank god it didn't happen and uh, do you even know what to believe at this point do you really believe it was this close to happening according to one person i, I at, at this point you just take everything with a grain of salt until things actually take place um the town hall would have been fun again uh-huh. i'm sure I think we're actually celebrating the anniversary of the one uh, a couple years ago today, I think, uh, according to my time hops telling me everyone was acting like fools a couple years ago. But, yeah, I get it it would have been unbelievable that (laughs) in January you would have been changing coaches. That would have been worse than the Pecky situation. But whatever, again, it, it didn't happen. So everyone could just calm down. I mean, I definitely think there was something to the story, but I think it was really all, um, you know, it was all contingent on whether or not Salzburg's coach, who was rumored for a couple other jobs, had left. Had he left, I think we may have seen Jesse Marsh uh, take the job in Austria, which I would not have faulted him for. I mean, it's definitely a step up, um, you know, and could have been a springboard. You know, he would have been the next, so to speak, Bob Bradley, uh, who tried to take... uh, tried to take uh, Europe by storm. So, um, you know, and, you know, it may, and in one context, it may have actually been a bad step for Jesse because you have to think he's got to be on the short list uh, for eventual replacements in 2018 for Bruce Arena. Um, you know, his name was certainly bandied about a little bit uh, before Bruce was hired to become the Jurgen Klinsmann's uh, replacement. So, I mean, if he stays safe side, it might be where there's more eyes, um, you know, on him here. Uh, he might very well, uh, might be better for him uh, long term to be considered for a national team coach, you know. Of course, this season he's got his work cut out for him because uh, we don't have a defense. So, uh, <laughs> and we, we saw how that worked out before we brought in Aurelian and Colin last year. We'll get a defense. I'm not too worried. Yeah, we did get Sasha Kleshton pretty late last, uh, two years ago, so... Um, there, there's certainly still time for that to happen. Yeah, well, yeah we won't go, go, we won't go crazy until February, right? <laughs> yeah. 
well, some people who are going crazy would be fans of the NASL <laughs> because they have officially lost their D2 status to the United Soccer League. No, oh. they're, they're they're both D2. Oh, is that what it is? I thought, okay, I thought it was one lost. Okay, I didn't realize they were co-D2, but still. Mm-hmm. USL is now officially a, D, a Division 2 league, not a Division 3 league. So the soccer period now is MLS at the top and then USL and NASL as uh, Division 2, which, if memory serves me correctly, back the year before NASL officially separated from USL is the same exact situation. Now, this is what I don't understand. So the the uh, press release was that both leagues got Division 2 status so they can both get their houses in order. What What did the USL do wrong here? All I see is them getting teams. So this is the thing. So there are – USSF has requirements for Division 1 and Division 2. Currently, NASL does not meet the requirements. Well, yeah, yes. But USL does. Right. So I think what they're trying to do is give NASL time, a year or whatever the time frame is, to recruit more teams, to make sure they meet the requirements for Division 2 before officially pulling their status. Because it does actually make it, think about it, from an advertising point of view, that's a big difference, right? Right. But, but, TV point of view. So to drop NASL from T, from D2 to D3 would make a difference to to that league. So I can understand that USSF trying to give them a pass and give them a chance to get back. But my, I, and I, I, I think with my, sorry, I think with, with action all that shit going down, I think that was kind of part of it too. Right. My question was, what has USL done wrong? Nothing. That's why they got promoted. Right. But they but they said both leagues need to get their houses in order. That's what I didn't understand made sense. Maybe One did. One I got think, teams. I think it has it doesn't have something to do with stadiums. Like USL stadiums are pretty small. So they oh, have, for sure. Look where Red Bull 2 is going to play. Yeah. I think that's part of it because there, there is, I think, attendance requirements as part of it. Yeah. Well, and, and, I, and, I, and dude, don't call me in this, but I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm going to guess there's something about independent teams versus MLS teams that would ha- play into it as well. And since we have almost every MLS team having a, a Division Two side, you're, you're talking, I think, close to half the league is technically MLS-owned. And it's supposed to be independent, so... Well, How's that whole uh, each team getting a stadium thing going? <laughs> well, well, what is it? They're going to play Montclair this year, the Rebels? Yes. Yeah. So, actually, maybe I can look it up real quick. I think it's remodeled, right, from what it was back in the Reserve League days? Yes. Yeah. I'll definitely be curious to check that out. I'm sure they don't have a schedule up. That will probably won't be up anytime soon, I would think. It'll probably be up, like, two days before the first game. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Come on out to Montclair. So, technically, it's provisional status, by the way. It's not a, It's not official, which I don't know why they have to make the distinction, but... They're on double secret probation. Told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so apparently, not neither league meets all the standards, which is why it's provisional. Um, so this the best I could find on a quick search is from 2010. So let's see, where's the stupid difference between one and two? Or is this all Division Two? Okay, this is Division Two. All right. So, um, for USSF Division Two specification. Alright, um, must have a champion, that's okay, that's whatever. 75% of teams league must be based in the U.S., so both of those have them. Uh, all stadiums must have controllable ingress slash egress, 
outdoor leagues, playing service must be at least 70 by 110. Um, coaches must hold USSFA licenses. All right, well, this is all very fascinating. I think we can move on now. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm not going to keep reading through this. It's not really worth it. You know what uh, this whole division designation fiasco is? It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Who cares what designation any of these leagues have? Do you really think U.S. soccer, without promotion or relegation, has any say what truly is Division One and Division Two? If one day USL or NASL decide to get their house in order and truly make a push to be the top league, you know who would decide is Division One, Division Two, ESPN, Fox, and NBC. Yep. If one, of the, if one of those companies decided USL or NASL would be a far more attractive option that can make them a hell of a lot more money. They would then then U.S. Soccer would be like, oh yeah, USL's Division One. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody's losing their minds. I mean, more so in the NASL community because that's where the ProRail, um, you know, cult seems to reside at its most strong. Um, you know, it, it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if NASL one day got twenty teams all in big cities in big stadiums and invested $40 million per roster without uh, losing money, ESPN would notice, and they would be Division One. It's that simple. It, you know, it, it's just... it's This whole thing is just so dumb. Um, it's really more just blown up by the pro-rel heads who, you know, have never made a... a, uh, you know, fervent uh, argument that makes any sense remotely as to why that would somehow make U.S. soccer great. Um... You know, so it's just uh, whatever. So for whatever it's worth, I think I found the stuff that actually matters. Uh, so by year six, UA-based teams was, must be located in at least three different time zones, which I think NASL's had trouble with in the past. Uh, at least 75% of league teams must play in markets of at least 750,000 people or more. Uh, must have a minimum seating capacity of 5,000. And then this is... Which I know, I know, USLs had that problem, right? Um, about the the minimum capacity, anyway. Uh, let's see. Then, uh, so this is the one. This is, I think, the really big thing, at least from the NASL perspective. Each team ownership group must demonstrate the financial capability to operate the team for three years. <laughs> well, every league's done now. But <laughs> yeah, so. I think that's why I think that right there is probably the biggest reason why it's provisional for NASL. But who knows? It'll probably be like two or three years before any changes are made. Yep. And it's not like it really honestly, at this point, it doesn't really make a difference anyway. Unless it changes how teams enter the US Open Cup, it doesn't matter. Right. And even exactly. that even that for most people doesn't they don't care, so Right. Not even Pat. No. Especially not me. And honestly, I don't even care when they enter the tournament. I just, I just care when the Red Bulls do. Right. So, even then, I care a little bit, not a lot. <laughs> um. All right. So that's all we have planned. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? No, not really. I mean, it's really, it, it's it's January. What else is going on? Nothing. Dax McCarty got married. That's about it. That's the most exciting thing that happened. And then went to spend his honeymoon with Luis Robles and the United States men's team. That's right. Yeah, three rebels on the national team uh, camp. That's uh, something. Oh, yeah, we, that's, yeah, we forgot about that. Question, Robles, McCarty, all with the uh, 
with Bruce Arena's team out in California. So, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see how that translates to actual competitive games, but right, that's still it's a good it's a good step because we've been saying for years that all three of those guys deserve shots at the United States men's team, and now they're actually getting it. Yep, now that a certain somebody is gone, they're gonna he play rough ball. He should not be named. Is that we're going to reference him as? <laughs> yeah. He should not be named. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously kind of hoping that uh, Bruce Arena does well because uh, that'll be good for us domestic national team fans who like the domestic league. So. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else? Making sure before we that, sign off for the night. That is it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, visit us at oncementro.com slash red hyphen bowl hyphen rant. Uh, help us by supporting the show. Go to patreon.com slash red bull rant. Throw a few bucks our way. You can email us red bull rant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash red bull rant. Uh, on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself at PMAC D2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts. We should be found. Um, last words before we get out of here. Yeah, what what gets you killed quicker in a horror movie? Sex or doing lots of drugs? Doing a lot of drugs while having sex. Interesting. You think that's the comedy. Uh, you do the drugs, then make the sex, and then get dead. I like it. Good theories. Good theories. Is that uh, one of our uh, this... Twitter questions? No. The Twitter question was over under on Zico and I think uh, Roman Reigns, but we don't have time for Roman Reigns. No one has time for Roman Reigns. Yeah. Nobody. I think, right? That was it? Yep. Just those two. So, cool. All right. Uh, for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 210 of the Red Bull Rant and the first one for 2017. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Understand if Point Pleasant Beach has ended. <laughs>